Here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail. Uh, that was for uh, Zach the Ref, if he's uh, listening. Uh, shout out to ZTR, one of our previous guests. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Good morning. It is Easter Sunday, and we are back with another edition of Before the Three Count. It's your boy. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, oh, it's your boy. Oh, Cyrus. <laughs> Still recuperating. And uh, coming at you with the host with the most, the one, the only. Unnamed host, a.k.a. Axel Foley. All right, kicking it old school. Yes, sir. Way back in the crates. Yeah, repping Detroit, him and Robocop. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Wait, oh, and Eight Mile. And Eight Mile, absolutely. I thought Axel Foley was Beverly Hills, or was it he was a Detroit cop that went to Beverly Hills? Exactly. Okay, okay. Dig it, dig it. I like it, I like it. And don't forget, uh, Barry Sanders, Detroit Lions. Yes, Barry Sanders, one of the uh, greatest of all time. Yeah, sort of retired randomly. Uh, Was it random? Didn't he have some injuries, or am I making that up? Tired. Like, he just got tired of playing football. Oh, okay. Which I guess in retrospect was probably a smart idea because now with the studies of uh, CTE being real prevalent, because <clears throat> he yeah, got a right. early uh, jump on that. Yeah, I guess there's something to be said for that, for sure. I remember, uh, you remember the wrestler that was on Tough Enough, uh, Chris... Nowinski. Nowinski, right. Uh, he later became really prevalent in the uh, CTE um, yes. field. Uh, with wrestlers, I know obviously with the uh, Ben Watt situation, I think they said he was, they were able to get a uh, uh, examination of his brain after you know what went down, and they said he had all a bunch of lesions and, and damaged you know uh, uh, sections of his brain due to um, which is sort of crazy the diving headbutt uh, spot because I always thought all the moves that you guys did as wrestlers, you sort of protected yourselves in regards to yes it looked very impactful and dangerous but like you really you weren't really hurting yourself but i guess he was going full 100 percent on that headbutt every yes. time he was and if you watch yeah benoit same thing with dynamite kid um they, they launched they put their arms back right and uh come down and now now the quote-unquote work is that they're hitting the shoulder and the chest they're not hitting the guy in the head right uh, so it's not quite skull on skull, right. but I mean, it's still, you know, some level of whiplash, like, every time, uh, and the right. brain gets knocked around in there. But I always thought, like, a move, like, I thought every move has some sort of protection failsafe to us. So I would thought, like, something like that, at the last moment, you do something to protect yourself, you know, as well as your opponent, but obviously yourself as well. Well, the, the protection failsafe was hitting the guy in the chest and shoulder, which is meaty. Right, for for the opponent, but not for yourself, though. Well, it's also for yourself because you're not, like I said, it's not skull on skull. So right, but theory, you... it's skull onto, you know, soft meat. <laughs> okay. And they weren't turning that. See, I always thought, like, 
when he land when they landed, it was almost like their ear side, their head, ear. You know, like impact their opponent's body. You know, somehow like with Devon would do the uh, when they did the, the the what's up thing, and he always you know what's up? yeah, he always did the the diving headbutt. Yes, and he turned his head to the side. Yes, yeah, so I thought it was similar. Was, you know, like they were you know you know protecting themselves. You know, Benoit or uh, Dynamite. For the sake of realism, I, I think they didn't do that. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, especially back then, especially in Dynamite's day, but even in Benoit's day, we didn't know yep. what we knew about concussions and things like that um, and, and brain damage. Like, you know, True. when I first started wrestling, we didn't know much about concussions. We still called it getting your bell rung. Like, it's like, right. oh, you got your bell rung. You need to just walk it off, you know? And, right like stay up for the night like but like yeah no one like knew like oh that's actually real bad damage that's going on <laughs> like, you know yeah because uh i think I, I think you told me one time in conversation that the originator uh uh what's the old dude's name uh harley race yeah the uh, originator of the diving headbutt uh stated you know he sort of in, in retrospect looking back regretted doing that move yes um you know with uh the you know, people doing it and the now knowing what we know about the brain damage aspect of it. But do you ever see video clips of him of him doing it? Harley Race? Yes. Yeah, his isn't like Benoit's and Dynamite. <laughs> so how's his his? Like what does it what did his look like? Uh he comes down more so you, you know, on all fours. Okay. So oh you mean like he lands on his hands and knees? Yeah. As well as that headbutting the opponent? Yes. Oh, yeah, his is definitely safer looking. It's definitely safer looking. Um, okay, okay. You know, it's whereas Benoit Dynamite with their hands back, you're like, whoa, like that, they're going head first, like you know. Okay, okay. He, you know, more of the and sometimes with some of the more old school wrestling things, you could kind of see the work in it. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. Uh... So we know those, you know, Benoit is the most notable cases, but has there been any additional cases of it, you know, of CT where, you know, uh, wrestlers? Um, Brian Danielson. Really? He had a bunch of concussion issues. That's why he was oh. out of the ring for a while. From matches in uh, the WWE or from Ring of, ring of Honor days? Um, it started in Ring of Honor days, but okay. I guess like when you start having concussions, it's yep. easier to have them. Okay. So he had them in WWE as well. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's why he was on the uh, uh, injury protocol for a time being? Yes. But if, uh, if they cleared him to wrestle again, does that make him more prevalent of still getting concussions again? It's not like, like you said, they don't go away after you get them. Yeah, I don't know what the... Oh, susceptible, susceptible of, you know, getting them. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I've got no no answers to that. Okay. Because uh, I know Samoa Joe, same thing. Oh, really? Yeah, he was out for a while. and uh, But with Samoa Joe, it was an interesting one. Okay. Because um, some people are saying there were politics involved. And it was like, oh, like, WWE wouldn't clear him. But then when AEW, like, became a thing, like, suddenly WWE cleared him. Okay. And, it uh, was, was his, his star as well in Ring of Honor? Yeah, yep. All right. Now, have you, have you, have you yourself, you know, got your, 
Your bell rung before? See Stas? Uh, I've definitely had my bell rung, uh, which as we now know is a concussion, but I've never like went like to a hospital or anything like that. Uh, it was in my very early days. Uh, one time got my head slammed against the uh, side of the apron. Okay. And uh, just, yeah, you literally like it's like seeing stars um, and like just being out of it for like a few seconds. Now, what, how, how was it a miscue when um, you hit your head against the apron? Like, were you not expecting your opponent to do that to you, or you just got to brace for the impact? Yeah, I, you know, the, and uh, trying to think of how to best explain this. Yep. Well, I, I guess the easiest way to say it is for the sake of realism, was yep. trying to really slam my head against the apron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it was one of those things where it's like, oh, like, yeah. And I turned my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm not slamming my head right on the apron. I'm turning my head, and it's going to be the side of my head against the apron, and that's not so bad. Um, but the thing is, like, when you really hit your head on an apron, it doesn't matter even if it's the side of your head. You're hitting your head on, on the side of the apron. Yeah, you're shaking, rattling your brain. Yeah, yep, you know. And, you know, we know what we know about that now. But, yeah, this yep. was back in 2003, and yep. we didn't know those things. How long were you uh, dazed and confused for when it happened? Just a few seconds. Okay. Uh, that, that's and that you know and that and that that's why I feel like back then, since we didn't know those things, it didn't seem like it was that bad of a thing. It's like, oh, you're just out of it for a few seconds, and then you know you start coming to again. Like, yep. Um, but yeah, that's the only time I, I've ever uh, had that experience. Thankfully. Okay. Uh, actually, no, that is not true. Um, a few years ago, actually, I had a similar thing in a match with uh, Brother Greatness. Okay. Um, his finisher, the uh, or at least at the time it was his finisher, the Knees to Greatness. It's a uh, I'm trying to think of how to best describe it. It's a it's like a wheelbarrow. Um, oh, what is that move that Jericho used to do? Um, where uh, lion tamer? Not the lion tamer. Um, it was like a, uh, like he'd jump up and like grab you by the head and like pull your head into his knees. Mm. Was it Jericho that did that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Jericho that did it. Um, at the cold breaker? Yes, yes, okay. cold breaker. There we go. Okay. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so the knees to greatness was a wheelbarrow cold breaker. Okay. Uh, so basically he'd, uh, jump up in the wheelbarrow position and then turn his body around and give you the code breaker. Okay. And uh, in our match, he had took his knee pads off. And um, and again, I, I for the sake of realism, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to jump up with this and like, just throw my body into your knees. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> which seemed like a great idea at the time. Uh, but, but yeah, because he didn't have his knee pads on, which was part of the whole spot but you know didn't really think about that part of it my okay. head went right into his knees <laughs> wait the back of your head no the front of my head oh, okay so you were facing okay i got you I got yeah you. yep oh wow um and i literally like you know you, most people would take it kind of like you're supposed to take the stunner you stay standing let them land and then you fall back yep but I was like, oh, I'm going to jump with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and kind of Superman land it. Um, and, and in theory, like, that, that's not that bad. Because if you land at the same time, like, if your head's just on his knees as you're both landing. Yep. Like, nothing bad's really happening. Okay. Um, but I landed 
on his knees instead of both of us landing at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, my head went into his knees, actually busted me open the hard way. I was uh, going to say, yeah, because uh, your nose or your, or your mouth? My, my forehead. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was my forehead into his knees. <laughs> oof, oof. Um, and uh, so, yeah, busted me open the hard way. Um, and, and, and yeah, I was like, for like a minute, I was uh, what they call out on your feet. So I was still going. Like, I'm like, oh, like, here's the next spot. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, with no clue what was happening. <laughs> like, Jeez. <clears throat> so uh, after that spot happened, well, A, did you go to the, um, the you know, like the doctor the following week? Or, or, you know, later that week. Next day. Next day I went to the ER because uh, I was still bleeding. Uh, (laughs) From your uh, forehead? Yeah, yep. They gave you stitches? Yeah, I had to get stitched up. Okay. And then did you also get, like, some sort of CAT scan um, on your head or? No CAT scan, but they did, like, I don't know. I I feel like it was, like, a field sobriety test. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You know, like follow my pen with your eyes, like kind gotcha, of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's only any, any delayed reaction. Yeah, yep. Uh, and uh, I did fine with all that stuff. And uh, so they were like, oh, you seem okay. <laughs> now, having those two situations in this, was that recent one sound like the more serious of the two? Was there any concern in, you know, getting back into the ring after that? Uh, no. Okay. Um, yeah, no, no, no concern. It was, uh, you know, just one of those kind of fluke things, and and also it was very easy to like. Thankfully, you know, I would call it an accident for sure, but thankfully, it's like an easy one to explain and understand. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, like I jumped up into this move, like the timing was just off enough where my head went into his knees. Like I understand that. It's not like something where I, here's a great example of something crazy. Yeah. Um, so one time at training, um, and I won't mention who, who this guy was. I don't know if he cares if the story is out or not. But uh, yep. this is uh, one time at training, a guy yep. did a baseball slide. Yeah. Um, and broke his ankle. Oh wow. Yeah, and, like that's a fluke, freaky thing, you know? Like how do you break his ankle though? Um, he caught his caught his foot. Oh, on the outside. Well, on the inside, on the inside of the ring. Yeah. Yep. Oof. So did it snap or like? Yeah, it snapped. Oh wow, that must have been an interesting shriek to hear. Oh my, oh my god, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> uh, you know, I've never seen anything like that in person. Um, How and, long did, uh, did he get back into the ring? Um, several months later. Yeah, yeah. Or they, uh, I wasn't sure if they were like, "All right, I'm done wrestling. I'm leaving." No, no, no. <laughs> he's uh, back. He's still wrestling today, I believe. Um, oh, okay. I know at least pre-pandemic he was wrestling. I uh, left New York in the middle of the pandemic and kind of lost touch with a lot of my New York wrestling crew. Oh, this wasn't a Kowalski student? No, this wasn't a Kowalski student. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, this okay. was a uh, Maximo student. Maximo? What's that? Yes. Um, Joel and... Uh... Oh, this is horrible. I can't think of his brother's name now. But uh, the Maximo brothers, they were the SATs in team. Oh, from Ring of Honor? Yeah, yep. The Spanish announced the uh, table? Yes. Uh, do they still wrestle? Um, I I recently found out they just did a match with uh, either the Briscoes or the Hardys. Uh, oh, okay. 
They yeah, because they were like the they were like the Lucha Bros of you know yesteryear. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. So how was their school compared to Kowalski's? Um, I loved training with the SATs. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, they were so creative. Okay. Um, as wrestlers, and so it forced me to be creative. The guys that trained there. Um, super talented um you know some people actually that people would know now uh on aew such as lax uh they're not lax though uh what are they proud pride and powerful okay um they train there as well yep they train there um private party oh okay Uh, they also train there so i'm training with these high flying lucha type guys and uh you know it made me a better wrestler uh for sure um also, they uh, like I. I uh, it's funny. I, I did this move for them and like didn't do it for anyone else. It was a uh, basically it was a flatliner, but uh, I would jump off the second rope at my opponent, and then like we would like spin and twist into the flatliner. Okay. Um, but that's a move that like we came up with together because they were like, oh, like you're our student, like you gotta have like some sort of lucha type stuff. But like I'm not a lucha wrestler. They're like, doesn't matter, like. <laughs> You're representing us, like, and, uh, yeah. So, so since you're not a lucha wrestler, how'd you get? Why? Why did, did you? Why did you go to that school? Um, I had uh, at the time I was a yeah, subscriber to PW Insider. Okay. And um, they would have with with the subscription service, like they would interview wrestlers, um, and they interviewed the Maximos who talked about their school, and uh, it wasn't very far from me in New York. And I was okay. like, you know what? Like, let me go check this place out. And I'm so glad I did. Like, I got a lot out of it. Okay. All right. How long did you uh, uh, study there for? Um, two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I even lived there for a period of time, actually. Oh, where were they? Where in New York were they based out of? Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So, we, uh, you were in Queens at the time. That's not a, a crazy commute. But I was actually in Manhattan at the time. Oh, uh, even, even closer. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it was a yeah, it was a short trip, and then uh, when I left Manhattan, um, I ended up uh, living at, at the wrestling school for a period of time, and uh, but and that was wild. Uh, <laughs> Why? Got any stories? Uh, yeah. Um, well, the craziest one was uh, so we had a rap problem. Um, at the school and uh, not the fun kind of rats from back in the day <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Harlem sewer rats <laughs> oh jeez oh jeez and uh, so at night like I could hear the rats like crawling around underneath so I, I slept in the wrestling ring in the ring? yeah in the ring uh, in a sleeping bag they were cool with that? oh yeah yep they were they were cool with that um, There's no other rooms though that you could have picked. Um, so an interesting thing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there was another room, but there were other wrestlers also uh, staying there. Oh, okay. All right. So it was like quote unquote like a wrestle house at night. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. I was like, it's so strange to pick the ring of all places. The ring was actually pretty soft. Uh, the the couch was the best spot, but that went to like the best wrestler. Okay. Uh, you know, or at least the biggest. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Who, um, any noble names other than the ones that you trained with uh, that stayed, that slept over in the gym as well? 
Um, I mean, there would be various occasions where, where different people would uh, sleep over. Um, okay. I'm trying to That's think. crazy. It, it is. Uh, no big names ever slept over at the school. Okay. But we definitely had some big names come through. Uh, okay. Most notable would be Samoa Joe. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Uh, he's actually who taught me how to do my spinning back kick. How's he in person? Such a cool guy. Really? He's such a cool guy. I've had a couple of experiences with him, actually. Uh, nice. Myself and Mark Bowman picked him up from the airport um, back in the day when he was with TNA. Uh, for, uh, he did a uh, show out in Boston. And okay. uh, Bowman and I, we picked him up from the airport. And uh, he was so chill. Um, you know, got in the car. It was just like, eh, like, didn't have any requests or anything. And uh, one of my favorite things was, uh, <laughs> and uh, I forever want to someday be in this situation to be able to use this line because it just came across. And maybe it's just because it was Samoa Joe. It was so cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, moments like, hey, man, do you smoke? And uh, Samoa Joe just looks at him and goes, not cigarettes. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, like, just, I don't know, the way he said it, like, was really cool. Um, but. <laughs> But, but yeah, so um, he was a cool guy. Um, so what did he teach you? Uh, the spitting back kick. Okay. I'm trying to recall if I haven't seen you using repertoire, but what, how did he teach you? Because it seems like a simple move. To... It, it, it is a simple move. At the time, <laughs> I was doing it very recklessly. How <laughs> so? Where were you um, hitting, guys? Um, wherever I hit them, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to spin throughout the kick and... You know. Was it like a roundhouse or like a sidekick? Um, when it comes at you, it's like a sidekick. Oh, okay. But I'm spinning backwards to, to get to it. Okay. And uh, so what Samoa Joe taught me, and apparently this can be found online. I've never seen it. Okay. But um, shout out to uh, Delilah Hayden and Derek Conway, a couple of New England wrestlers. Okay. Uh, they told me one day that they saw this online. Okay. Um, but yeah, Samoa Joe, what he taught me was if you stick your hand out, um, you can use it as a guide. What do you mean? And uh, so when I do my spinning back kick, yep. I, I stick my right arm out. I'm spinning to the right. Okay. And so I stick my right arm out uh, with my hand uh, basically just pointing. Um, and, and then I try to kick where my hand is. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, so I, I get to use it as a guide. So it's like, oh, like because when you're throwing the kick backwards, you're not seeing what's behind you until the last second. Got you. But if I use my hand as the guide, I'm like, oh, well, I, I know where I want it to be. So I point my hand and then follow through with the kick. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. <clears throat> so I now you're not like... <laughs> no, what's that? You're not the captain people in their throats or <laughs> kick them in their faces. Exactly, exactly. Ah, that's good. Now, every time, it's pretty much that chest level. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, back to yeah. sleeping in the ring. You never worried about, like, catching, like, like ringworm, nothing like that? Like, did they, like, bleach the the mats down, like, they before you went to not sleep? Bleach the mats down. <laughs> I was, like, desanitize them or something like that? Because I would, like, freak out while I was sleeping. And then it was this ring full of sweat and blood and whatever, you know, other liquids. 
Yes, uh, and I think if it were today, and I'm a much more civilized human being these days, um, yeah. I, I would probably have similar concerns. Um, <laughs> but at the time, you know, it was like, ah, this is wrestling, you know. This is gotcha. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, oh, and I never finished the story. So at night, you could hear the rats running yep. around the floor <laughs> under the ring. Yep. And, uh, uh, we had a uh, big event at the school, and uh, I, I believe the Briscoe Brothers actually was the uh, main event. Oh, uh, nice. Yes, yep. And uh, so we, because it was a big event, like, you know, quote-unquote pay-per-view style, um, we built a ramp, like the WCW style uh, ramp to the ring. Okay. And um, so that night, sleeping in the ring, I wake up with a rat right in my face because it climbed the, the ramp. Oh jeez! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, that that freaked me out. Um, that was, <laughs> right, because you know you want to get bit by one of them. Yeah. Yep. You know. So that they was, were like the main contributor. Well, them and fleas was the main contributor to the bubonic plague. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So that was pretty crazy. Did uh, they have showers there at least? So was, you know, like so you're not like. Wrestling no. all funky, <laughs> brush your teeth and stuff like that? Or like, were you... No. You said you did this for two years. Like, did you bathe for two years? I, I didn't live there for two years. Oh, I, okay. Uh, <laughs> I trained there for two years. I lived there for probably like three months. Oh, okay. Did you bathe in those three months? I did at the gym. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. I would go to the gym, work out, shower, um, and all that stuff. But, yeah, then I'd, I'd sleep at the school at night. Um, did the other yeah, wrestlers was, were they did they know about the rap problem? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were cool with it? I mean you, you just deal with what you gotta deal with. And uh well, at least it didn't bother you while you guys were performing during the daytime. No, no, the rats were never around during the day. They'd only come around at night. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like I think, yeah, when the lights are on and there's noise, like they're they're not gonna be around that. Well, yeah, they're not nocturnal, right? I don't know, actually. Rats might be nocturnal. Okay. Now that I think about it, I feel like you don't hear about, like, seeing them during the day. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, any other stories from uh, the uh, SATs at school? Uh, let's see, other stories. Um, well, actually, it's the same wrestler that broke his ankle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will never forget. He also slept at the school. Okay, and um, I will never forget. Uh, one morning, uh, we uh, we were wake and baking um, at like five a.m. Yeah, and uh, he uh, he was imparting life wisdom to me. Okay, and he was like, "Oh man," he's like, "You know, I'm trying to get with a girl." He's uh-huh. like, you, you gotta sit down next to her and you just gotta take your junk out. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, if you wanna go to jail. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what? and that was my reaction. I'm like, what? He's like, nah, nah. He's like, because here's the thing. She's either gonna be okay with it or she's not. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's a very special individual. <laughs> yeah, 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 indeed. Uh, <laughs> uh, wrestlers. Wrestlers. That's- Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of fights at the school over Peter. Really? Yes. What, uh, uh, what would make Tempest Flair? 
peanut butter. Um, it was peanut a, butter. Uh, it was a hot commodity. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because peanut butter is a, a high calorie uh, food, right? Yes. Yep. So I take it. A lot of guys probably put it for whatever meal to you know put size on, whatever the case. But not. It's, it's, a, it's a low fat meal too, right? It's high fat actually. Oh, really? Yeah, peanut butter is high fat. Good fat or bad fat? Um, depends who you ask. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, but it's cheap, and, and yes, it's very high in calories. Um, so guys making a lot of sandwiches with it, or they what were they doing? Put to their protein shake. Like what was why was peanut butter a, yeah. a high commodity? Uh, you put it in your protein shake. You put it in your sandwich. You just yep. eat it by the spoonful. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, it was a bunch of broke wrestlers. We're all like after school and like okay. And was tuna like also a, another touch like a touchy food that, that people you know wanted to have, or mostly peanut butter? Mostly peanut tuna butter, is like the same thing. Okay, tuna right. is the same thing, but the problem with tuna is it smells like you know, especially when, oh, you're, when okay. you're done with it. Like you gotta throw the can away and stuff like that. It's gonna leave right. like a bad smell. Right. But uh, but yeah, so there would literally be fights over peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> like people, like uh, people stealing other people's peanut butter, or yes, yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, was the fights mostly like two in- individuals in particular, or was it like everyone basically? Everyone, like at some point, everybody threw down over peanut butter. Did you have to get rowdy over peanut butter? Did you have to get rowdy over the peanut butter? Oh, yeah. you cool? No, no, really? I've had a couple fights over some peanut butter because yeah, you you know you're. Again, being a broke wrestler at the time, and it's like you you, you come there and you're like, oh man, I can't wait to have a peanut butter sandwich and call the night. And then you go, it's like, wait a minute, my peanut butter's gone. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Can you, well, I don't mention any names, but your fights with the peanut butter, were were you like the victor? (laughs) Undefeated. All right, all right, all right. Um, In in fact, there was only one person at the school who ever beat me in a shoot, and that was Joel Baxamo. Uh, oh okay. Hey, he stole your peanut butter? No, he did not steal my peanut butter. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, we we used to do shoot fights um, at, at the school. Yeah. And um, Joel Maximo just he was a lot bigger than me. Um, okay. And it would be the sort of thing we punches weren't allowed. Okay. And uh, so once he got on top of me, yeah, like and I couldn't punch, like you know, it was pretty much stalemate at that point. Okay. 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 Now, did anybody get mollywhopped? Oh, like, were they, like, got, like, knocked unconscious, like, type of fights? Or are they pretty much just, like, scraps, like, you know, holding type of thing for the majority? Mostly scraps and holding. Kicks were allowed. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I guess, uh, actually, I'll throw this name out there because it's fun. Uh, okay. Greg Jones, shout out to okay. uh, the greatest man alive, uh, Greg Jones. What's his uh, gearing name? That's his gimmick name, Greg Jones, oh. the greatest man alive. So, what promotion is he wrestling? I never heard heard of the um, name. I believe right now, currently, he's a manager at Test okay. of Strength, which okay. is uh, Slick Wagner Brown's promotion. Okay. Uh, but he used to. Uh, well, I think he still wrestles. I just don't think he wrestles right now. If that makes any sense. Yep, I got you. Yep, because, um, yeah, I've only seen clips of him managing lately. Um, but uh, he was a student at the SAT school, and he used to get molly-whopped regularly. 
Uh, <laughs> he, he, was, he had his hands on uh, everybody's peanut butter? <laughs> yes, he, he had his hands on everyone's peanut butter. And he, Greg Jones is like the lovable little brother that like you're mad at him. Like, you know, you okay. kind of beat him up, but you still love him. Like, okay. It's like, oh, Greg Jones... Uh, except for uh, Dashing D Thousand, uh, he hates Greg Jones. Who's Dashing? <laughs> is, he, is he another wrestler? Or is he like a manager as well? He is a wrestler. At the time, okay. actually, he was a manager, but he is now a wrestler. Okay, Dashing D Jones. Uh, what promotion is Dashing he in? Dashing D Thousand. Oh, Dashing D Thousand. What promotion is he in? Um, I believe he currently wrestles for SWF in New Jersey. Okay. Um. And I'm not sure what other promotions he wrestles for. Okay. But they had like a, a Hogan Macho Man feud, it sounds like. <laughs> they did. They, they definitely <laughs> did. Over peanut butter. Over peanut butter and everything. D, oh. D is one of those guys who he's like, he, he's awesome. Um, you know, so much fun, but like he's got no time for BS and nonsense. Oh, okay. And, and Greg Jones is nothing but BS and nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Greg, uh, Greg Jones is like oh, that character from Popeye. Like, oh, let me get a hamburger today. I'll pay you back next Tuesday. Kind of situation. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like the uh, Max, uh, the Maxwell Brothers School. It sounds like night and day with uh, Kowalski's. The Kowalski's doesn't sound like there was all this busted. <laughs> no, Kowalski's definitely there. There was not all this busted. They were just all about business, basically. <laughs> yes. Um, Nobody was stealing no peanut butter, nothing like that. <laughs> Nope, definitely nothing like that. And uh, yeah, were I mean, there any stories from Kowalski? Not really. Can you remember? Um, I mean, you know, I will forever remember my very first day walking into that school. Okay. And uh, Missy Elliott's, if it's worth it, let me work it. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. That, that song was playing. Um, All throughout the, the whole day, or just when you walked in? Just when I walked in. Oh, okay. I want to show on some like New Jack type of like, <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, who are your trainers at Kowalski? Uh, Slick Wagner Brown. He was the uh, head trainer. Okay. Um, then we uh, we had some special guest trainers every now and then, like Matt Blooms, aka A Train. Really? He wasn't in Japan over at the time. Um, he may have been in Japan. I'm trying it's, to think. Tenzi or whatever Tenzi. Tenzi, right? Uh, yeah. Or Tenzai? Tenzai. Tenzai, yeah. How is he in person? Like, is he huge? He's huge. So nice. Gentle giant. Nice. And, uh, but yeah, he, he was a uh, guest trainer on a couple of occasions. Uh, what did he teach? Sai. Like, like yeah, was each guest trainer like different? Like, oh, I'll teach you submissions. Or I'll teach you technical. I'll teach you high flying. Was it like that type of situation? Or was it all... Nah, I'd say just more like all around, like, you know, ah, this is like what I do. These are my like philosophies on wrestling kind of thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm like A Train, Perry Saturn, uh, Kronos came in one time, kind of used everybody to like work on a move for himself. <laughs> what, move, what, what move was this? Uh, it was like a double underhook suplex, uh, but okay. like from the, from the back. Like like chicken wing suplex. There we go. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But uh, but yeah, I, I feel like he was more so like, oh, I'm gonna use you, young kids, like <laughs> to work on my stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
trying to think who else did we have as a uh, guest trainer. Tim McNeely, uh, I, I wouldn't even call him a guest trainer. He was regularly uh, there to help train. What was it? What was his? What was his uh, wrestling name? Tim McNeely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Once again, not yeah. familiar, so I wasn't sure if that was okay. No, was no, he like? Good. What promotion was he in? Um, New England Indies, and he was a job guy for WWE. Whatever. Uh, late nineties. Okay. Okay. All right. And uh, he uh, would. Oh, you. Uh, what was his gimmick? I want to say he was like the valedictorian or like the something. But I feel okay. like he had a uh, ring robe, not a ring robe, but a uh, graduation robe and hat kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I feel like uh, when when I first started wrestling, you and I were going to the shows. I feel okay. like he was on some of those shows. Okay. Okay. But uh, but yeah, he was regularly teaching over there. April Hunter, of course. Uh, okay. She was regularly uh, teaching, um, mainly working with the girls, but, you know, yep. still. Uh, yep. Of course, Walter, um, <laughs> he was overseeing everything. I was going to say, how how hands-on was he? Uh, I know this all obviously during, the, you know, his later years of life, but how hands-on was he? Um, as far as teaching the moves and things like that, not extremely. Okay. But uh, he oversaw everything. He was very vocal. Uh, if there were things he didn't like, if he wanted you to keep working on something, um, you know, a couple of my great experiences with him. One was, uh, oh, so I was saying, my, my first day there, I walk in, Missy Elliott's playing, yep. and uh, diehard Eddie Edwards is uh, at the time he had green hair, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> he was standing on the top rope dancing. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, that was my very first time walking into the school. Uh, Tony Gangsta, Tony Cianci, uh, he was also, I believe, dancing on the top rope. He was wearing a football jersey and like jeans or something like that. Uh, <laughs> how, how was, how was Slick, uh, as a trainer? Um, Slick was good. Slick's a better trainer now than he was then. Why would, why? Um, what and happened? I think that's just uh, you know years of experience. Um, I think he's more patient now than he was then. Why? Before he wanted you guys to get the move in, in one take, almost. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think it was one of those things because uh, it, it's. I think people that are really good at something, yep, sometimes have a hard time teaching it. Okay, so he would get frustrated quite easily. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, whereas I think now, twenty years later. You know, he's uh, just got more patience, more experience working with students and things. Like, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, at the time, though, no, he was good. He was, uh, I, I just think he's probably better now, if that makes sense. Okay. You know, did you have a lot of one-on-one time with him? On his career. Right, as I was gonna say, did you have a lot of one-on-one time with him? Or was it somewhat limited? Um... I mean, I guess, you know, when you say one-on-one time, as far as in the ring, like, you know, he goes through with everybody, like, working on things. Okay. But, uh, but like, it's interesting, actually. Like, I, uh, I've i got to give a lot of credit to D.C. Dillinger. Uh, uh, yeah. Rest, yes. rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace uh, to D.C. Uh, but D.C. is actually the one who taught me, I feel like, a lot of stuff because D.C. wasn't very good when he started. And uh, so he kind of understood where I was coming from, yeah, um, and had a lot of patience with me. And he'd work with me on the side with a lot of things. Uh, DC is the one who taught me how to do a drop kick. 
Oh, okay, yeah, and that I, yo, I remember that drop kick was whew, that snap to an end hype. Yes, yes. And, uh, now DC, I, I feel DC. He was an underrated, uh, underrated New England, New England uh, star. Like, he definitely was definitely yeah. underrated. Um, and unfortunately, and when, he, when he tagged with, uh, you know, sometimes with Edwards, they have like a cool little tag team as well. Yes, sabotage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He took me back on that one, yo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, definitely underrated. <clears throat> But um, so, uh, I'm trying to think. How was uh? You said you know uh, A Train was cool. Uh, how was Perry Saturn as a guest um, trainer? He was cool. Okay. He was very cool. Uh, took his time with everybody. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, who else we ha- had in there. Um, Frankie Kazarian. He came through once. Really? Yes. Yep. He's still going strong with AEW. Yes, he is. At like fifty something years old. He's out. Wow. Good for him. Look that up before I slander him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I ain't no zero man. <laughs> right. <laughs> but let's see. He's all right. Yeah. He, all right. I definitely slandered him on that. But <laughs> how old is he? How old? 44. Oh, wow. Yeah. He really did. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Christopher Daniels is 52. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around a minute no he has he has that's fair he's been around a minute um so were those the only two schools in your career that you've uh, done or any other school no um I also trained at uh Steve Bradley's super bad Steve Bradley you mean uh, mofo Steve Bradley yes mofo also rest in paradise to him yes yes rest, for sure well, uh, um, what was the name of the school um, I feel like it's just Steve Bradley's okay. school. <laughs> How many trainers were uh, there? Uh, it was him and the Golden Greek Alex Arion. I feel like that name sounds familiar to me. Yes, in the late 90s, early 2000s, he was like a big New England indie guy. Okay. Okay. Is he still wrestling? I don't believe so, no. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so how was Steve as a trainer? Uh, he was cool. He was uh, fresh off of OVW. Okay. So all of his stuff was very, um, for lack of a better term, I'll say WWE oriented. How was his patience? Like similar to Slick's or was, was he a little more patient? Bradley was a little more patient than Slick was. Okay. Uh, but with that being said, Bradley definitely expected more. Okay. Um, and again, being fresh off of OVW. So it was like, it was actually great for me because I trained at, at Walters first. Uh, I trained there for about a year when the school shut down. Right. Um, and, and then I transitioned over to Bradley's because um, that's where DC Dillinger and uh, Eddie Edwards went. So I was like, all right, well, right. I'll, I'll go there. Right. And because uh, I, at the time, I was very brainwashed against Chaotic. Um, How come? Um, because when I joined Walters, that, that was like when. Uh, I guess Mike Hollow had just left um, to, I don't know if it was to form Chaotic or to be a Chaotic, whatever the case may be, but uh, okay. Mike Hollow was the head trainer at Walters and left there for Chaotic, and I knew there was a bad like a bad thing. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, well then Chaotic's the evil empire, you know? <laughs> like, okay. 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 Which is crazy, because they had like such a tight connection with uh you know the WWE 
Yes, yes. And uh, before Walter passed, they had some sort of connection with him, too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, I went to train at uh, Super Bad Mofo Steve Bradley. How long were you up there for? Uh, I trained with him for about a year. Oh, okay. How was that experience? How was that uh, school as far as, like, and, and any fights over peanut butter? No fights over peanut butter. No Missy uh, Elliott. <laughs> What's that? No Missy Elliott. No Missy Elliott. All right, so. Uh, but uh, but no, his school was cool. It was very focused on like wrestling for WWE. Uh, you know, good, covered. Good. Yeah, you know, it was like you know you got to know where the hard cam is. You gotta do this. For oh wow! Instance. Like, so, like he, he was, you know, again coming right off of being at OVW. So I mean, that's he basically took all their formats and just used it for his own training school. Which is good. It also streamlines, you know, to Vince and them. And like you said, it sounds like he has all he has all the technical stuff down. Like you said, like look towards the hard cam and just down the third. So yeah, real good. No, definitely, definitely. Very thankful for my experiences there. Um, and then, uh, have I trained anywhere else? I, I've trained at uh, Bell Time Club with Bo Douglas. Where is that located? In Wakefield, Massachusetts. How was that school? Um, good. Uh, shout out to Bo Douglas. He uh, he was a Walter Kowalski student. How's he as a trainer? Uh, very patient. Um, very chill. Um, I definitely recommend uh, his school to those just getting started and trying okay. to you know if you want to learn learn things the right way. Uh, definitely help teach with that and. Uh, shout out to him for allowing me to train for free um, because he still honors the Killer Kowalski lifetime membership. What's the lifetime membership? So uh, back when I joined Kowalski's, it was 3600 bucks for a lifetime membership. Okay. And uh, I definitely signed up for that. Um, not realizing that, <laughs> that a year later the school would be shutting down. Right. Um, <laughs> But uh, Bo Douglas, you know, being a former Kowalski student, he's carrying on that lineage and legacy. Uh, okay. So, so he honors the, you know, anyone else that, that signed up for the lifetime membership there. Uh, he honors it. So he lets me train for free, which is awesome. Okay. A shout out to Bo to, you know, hold hold up his keep, hold his, hold his word. Hold yes. the Kowalski word, you know. Yes. That's no. seldom that you see that in today's, you know, society. So true. So true. Okay, uh, but Bo knows. <laughs> uh, oh, um, I also here's one actually. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I, I trained with uh, Soul Man Alex G and Norman Smiley uh, in Florida. Nice. So let's say F FCW, right? Um, was it FCW? I feel like it was FSW for some. Oh, reason. okay. Was okay. the name of it. This was definitely not when it was affiliated with WWE. Um, oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, I think it was FSW was the name of the name of it. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, it was Soul Man Alex G, who was tag partners with uh, Soul Man Rocky Johnson uh, back in the day. Apparently, uh, before the, after Tony Atlas, before Tony Atlas, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Um, may have been after Tony Atlas. I'm I'm actually not too sure now that okay. I think about it. Okay. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, he teamed with uh, Rocky Johnson for a period of time. Okay. And, uh, 
but him and Norman Smiley had a school um, in, in, uh, I want to say it was in Miami how was Norman? awesome um, he taught me how to do uh, a bunch of things but really the one that I really remember was a uh, fireman's carry um, but like shoot style but where like your opponent like just takes a soft roll um, okay. like on, like you like drive your knee into the ground and uh, lift your opponent up and then just roll them like over your shoulder yep so it looks cool it looks vicious but like they're not taking a bump like <laughs> Oh, okay. They just have to sell it to make it look impactful. Exactly. Okay. All right. All right. Um, trying to think. Uh, with the other guy, uh, did he teach any? You know, noteworthy moves or just mostly like Norman? Um, move wise, it was Norman. Okay. Full man, Alex G. G though he, uh, one thing I, I, I don't, I can't say I took from him because I don't do it. Really, <laughs> like, but like, but it, it definitely stayed in my head about how to do it um, as a baby face making a comeback. Okay, he is so big on how that's supposed to be done, um, and you know, taking a shot, getting a shot. And he's like, you know, and then you start coming up, and you know, he, he did like this thing where like his knees would be like shaking back and forth, and like he. Uh, start swinging his hand, like you know, and he'd be like, "Oh, here you go, you're building up to it now," like you know, and start circling the ring, like you know. So it basically holds up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. But it works though. It, it works. It definitely works. He, uh, you know, watching him do it is very exciting. Okay. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I almost feel like this is going to sound bad to say, but like, imagine an old black guy hulking up, like. You know, with some rhythm and like some flair, you know what I mean? Like, all right. And, uh, cause, yeah, it's like, I feel like it's only the, the way an old black guy could do it. Like, you know, that's why I'm like, oh, the legs get going. He's like, oh, here we go. Like, we're going to Funky Town, you know? Uh, uh okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, okay. Well, it sounds like you've been the, well, so all right, so that's the fifth. So five schools. Um, yes, I'm trying to think. Have, oh, and OVW. Well, I thought I thought you didn't go to OVW because it shut down by then. No, no, no. I went to OVW in 2013. Okay, who was there the trainer? Was no longer, uh, Rip Rogers was the uh, high trainer. Don't know who that is. What was his gimmick name? What you don't know, Rip Rogers? Mm-mm. I've got to find the clip from Battle Bowl. Uh, I think it was 91 or 92. That was CW? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that popped you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why is, why is this clip like? <laughs> it's Rip Rogers, probably biggest claim to fame. Uh, okay. <laughs> he was, so, uh, all right, but he wasn't a main guy. He was uh, towards, you know, he was uh, like the Barry Horowitz of WCW. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And, uh, but he uh, he shined in Battle Ball. Uh, <laughs> he, he shined in Battle Ball. But um, so you you weren't there when Al Snow was doing it. I was not. Okay. Or Cornette. No, uh, neither of them were there at the time. Uh, okay. Unfortunately. So just Rip Rogers. 
Rip Rogers and Nightmare Danny Davis, but I never worked with Nightmare Danny Davis. He handled the. Is he a referee? Uh, no, that's a different Danny Davis. Oh, okay. From WrestleMania, yeah, Mania Two. Yes. So yeah, who's this other Danny Davis? Uh, the Nightmare Danny Davis, who uh, is he in WCW Battle Bowl as well? <laughs> he was definitely not in Battle Bowl. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel bad because I honestly don't know. Uh, I know he wrestled for uh, Jim Cornette, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Oh, okay. Um, beyond that, I'm not too sure what companies he worked for. Okay. But uh, he definitely wrestled for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Okay. Um, but uh, I never worked with him uh, because he was a uh, he handled beginning level students. Uh, okay. I, I worked in the master class. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, Saturdays and Sundays, OVW with Rip Rogers, and um, at the time TNA uh, was just ending their uh, deal. Okay. So I, I was there for the last like couple months of the TNA era of OVW. Okay. Uh, Rockstar Spud was there, so that was cool. Drake? Uh, yes. Yep. All right. How was he? Super cool. Uh, just chill. Chill guy. Loves wrestling. How tall is he in person? Like five foot. Like. <laughs> uh... Yeah, he's low. Oh, shout out to him, though. Yes. Shout out to him. Uh, very underrated talent. Um, it, it's a shame he's so small. Uh, that's really the only knock on him because I like he could, he's a great wrestler, like in, in the ring. Yeah, uh, he, he does great promos. Like, I, I believe if I heard correctly, he's a uh, he's actually got a producer position right now with WWE. Nice, yes. Um, and oh, here's a little bit of wacky wrestling uh news. Yep. Uh, Pat Buck. Uh, former producer of WWE who quit after WrestleMania weekend after uh, producing uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar's match. Okay. Uh, he's now a producer in AEW apparently. <laughs> so that's really weird. Yeah, why would you get up from a producer such a marquee match and go to <laughs> unless yeah. they release they, they know he's about to release, get released and he's like, alright, I'm about to do it before y'all do it. That, that's funny actually. A couple people have speculated that, but it's like if you just reach that top of a level, you would think that your job is going to be safe. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Very, strange, very, very. Um, but yeah, so uh, those are, I believe, yeah, those are all the places I've trained. Um, OVW was a uh, awesome experience. In uh, Kentucky? Uh, yes, yep, in Kentucky. I, um, you know, they were at that time they were very big on as Rip Rogers would say he's like I'm gonna train you to do things the right way he's yep. like and then he's like <laughs> he's like when you get called up to TV he's like you're gonna do what they tell you you're gonna know it's garbage but 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 yeah I learned how to really uh, like pace myself because um, we used to do half hour uh, hour long matches in training Jeez. So a little uh, overkill? Um, yes and no. Um, you know, it was a great conditioning lesson. Uh, you learn how to pace yourself for a match, how to really, like, you know, tell match psychology and that sort of thing. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool, great experience. And now, like, I feel comfortable and confident. Um, you know, not necessarily right this second uh, okay. because physically I'm still recuperating, but, like, mentally I'm like, oh, I can do an Ironman match. 
match, you know. Okay. Okay. Because um, I understand the pacing of it and how to, you know, do all that. Uh, also, Rip, uh, it was interesting. Um, he, he was very big for punctuality. Um, and to him, 15 minutes early means you're on time. Anything after okay. that is late. Okay. And uh, anyone that knows me knows punctuality is not my strong suit. And uh, so I used to regularly come to class late and <laughs> would have various punishments uh, for such. Like what? Um, my favorite one was... Uh, uh, basically, every punishment was what was called Shark Tank. Okay. So you'd get in the ring, and uh, my favorite one was um, guys. Guys would just feed to me to take drop kicks, and I had to just keep delivering drop kicks. And after about three of them, your legs start getting tired. Oh. <laughs> that was uh, that was my favorite. My least favorite was uh, Shark Tank Body Slam. Where I had to just keep feeding to get body slammed by guys, <laughs> and uh, so there'd be like a line. Um, there were about nine students there, and um, I would have to get up in the middle, like meet someone. They body slam me. They move out of the way. I get up, dummy turn. Someone else would be in the middle. They body slam me. You know, Jeez. Just rinse and repeat like twenty times. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you learned your lesson. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a normal for you. They, they, they expect to do that to you. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, terrible, terrible. But uh, with that being said, do you see yourself continuing with any other additional schools or you're pretty much good at this point? With um, the... I don't know. You never know. Okay. Uh, I definitely, I like getting in the ring and training. Um at, you know, and I like learning new things. Okay. Um, if my work schedule permitted, actually, I would probably train at Showcase Pro Wrestling uh, in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Yep. It's uh, only 10 minutes from me. Okay. But uh, my work schedule does not permit for that. So uh, so I don't train there. Um, but yeah, uh, if, you know, if something ever lines up with my schedule and I can get some training in somewhere, I would do it just because, you know, it's good to stay stay sharp yeah and, and plus you know it's, it's always good to like you said stay sharp and you know keep your condition you know on and, and cracking yes yep exactly um so who knows um you know and if i do go train somewhere we'll talk about it on here yes sir you know uh would you ever because i know at one point you know you discussed the. Uh, you know, potentially going uh, across seas uh, to the land of the rising sun. Is that still an option or? Um, travel permitting, I guess. <laughs> well, now things are slowly opening. Uh, yes. You know, they, they, they are opening up over there. Um, right. So so hopefully uh, I can get there. Uh, right. And yeah, I would definitely do some training over there. I think that would be really cool. <clears throat> that one of the dojos? Yes, yep. But uh, do they cost like a crazy amount of money to learn it? That's a great question. Um, and that I do not know. Okay. It's, uh, okay. you know, if I were to do it, I would just be going for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> you would you would fly over there just for one day of training. That's it. You want, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, make a little longer stay. <laughs> well, I mean, here, I, the best way to answer that, I, I wouldn't fly over there just for one day of training. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, well, it, it would be a trip to Japan, but the training, like, it's not like I could, like, invest, like, a few months to, like, live there and train. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, unfortunately, you know, my my life at this point in time would not allow for that. Gotcha. And uh, unless I somehow, like, become, like, mega rich and I can say to Irene, Here, here's money for, like, the uh, next three months for the, you know, uh, mortgage and all the things. And I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to be gone for a while, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I hear you. <clears throat> Um, so, so yeah, so that if I were to train there, it would just be a day, I think, or something, just for the experience. Okay. But uh, I definitely would love to uh, wrestle on a show over there. Um, so, who knows? We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I know, you know, things are slowly opening up, so definitely keep an eye on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So have you watched, uh, now that you guys have uh, gotten back from uh, Texas, have you watched uh, any wrestling? Or you guys were sort of detoxing yourself from wrestling for the time being? No, um, we've been very interested in WWE. Uh, see the posts, you know, where things are going post-WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, so we watched uh, we watched Raw this past week. and uh, okay. Did we watch Dynamite this week? Yeah, we watched Dynamite this past week as well, although I think I may have fallen asleep. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, Raw this week uh, opened up with Cody Rhodes on the Miz TV. Um, Cody basically just told the same story that he told the week before. Okay. Uh, he's in WWE to win the title his dad never had. Okay. Um, Cody wrestled Miz later on in the night. Um, I'm I'm so curious where this Cody Rhodes thing goes. <laughs> you intrigued? I am. I'm very intrigued. Um, no disrespect to Cody Rhodes. Yeah. He, you know, he to me, he doesn't feel like he's on the level of Roman Reigns. Well, I mean, just yeah, look out. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, and, and so, with that being said, it's like I, I can't. I mean, it, it's wrestling, so they can make whatever happen they want to make happen. Yep. But I just can't picture Cody beating Roman. Yeah, like especially when he just went over clean on Brock. Right. Like, yeah, where do you go? Where do you like? <laughs> Unless he, he has to do a dirty, he can't be clean. But that's weird too, because you know Cody right now is supposed to be the ultimate baby face. He's in it to like get the title his dad never had. You know. Yeah, but his his father was the American Dream. He's the American Nightmare. So can't take his point off of that. I would think so. That that's actually something I've brought up now a couple times in watching. I'm like, you're the American nightmare. Like, how are you? Like, <laughs> you know, it's tattooed on your neck. Like, you can't not be that. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Do you think they sort of dug themselves into the hole? They may have. It's a it's a really tough spot. Like, I always figured the the end game with Roman is. Uh, Eventually, either Gable Stevenson or Braun Steiner. Um, Braun be- Steiner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too funny. Right. <clears throat> you want, you'll, you'll recognize the Braun Breaker name, just Braun Steiner. Uh, I feel like now that the Steiner brothers have been inducted into the Hall of Fame, like, yeah. 
I don't know. Things should be good, and they should just call him Braun Steiner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, uh, I, I I always figured the end game was either for him or Gable Stevenson. Uh, not Stevenson, Stevenson. I don't know how you pronounce it, but there's no N in there. When I saw him on TV for the first time and WrestleMania, he looks little. Yeah, he's not very tall. How they gotta package him to be like some you know powerhouse wrestler? Russell, like he looks even smaller than like Angle. He's a little. I don't think he's smaller than Angle. Okay. Uh, at least not height wise. Okay. Um, yeah. What's tough with him? He looks cuddly. Yes. Like you know. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, hopefully they're gonna like work on his physique some. Um, yeah. But he, I mean, at as far as packaging him, he's a legit Olympic gold medal. Wrestler. He's the number one wrestler in the world right now. He, uh, yeah, two back-to-back NCAA champion. Like, so he's got a lot of legitimacy. Yeah, coming into it. But yeah, as far as the look goes, like, yeah, he looks cuddly. He doesn't look uh, like, like this. Is a small version of Keith Lee, <laughs> <laughs> like, like <laughs> the manager form. That's really funny. But uh, I mean, you know, much success. Hopefully, he has. Uh, hopefully, with. Both proven wrong that they can, you know, package him as something, you know, a little more intimidating. Hopefully, we'll see. It's, uh, you know, what, what's tough is he, he's entering the world of sports entertainment instead of legit MMA, right? Uh, because uh, I, I will never forget when uh, this is right uh, before Brock ended up leaving UFC, but uh, it was going to be him and Daniel Cormier. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And um, a lot of people were talking about how, oh, Brock's going to kill Cormier. And uh, Chael Sonnen, who uh, has a great podcast. um, I don't know if you call it a podcast or what you call it, but uh, he he talks MMA on YouTube um, in in short clips. Okay. And um, he was talking about it, and he said, here's the thing. He's like, if you need to go to an island, he's like, and you need food, if you need to intimidate the people on that island, you bring Brock Lesnar. Yep. It's like, but if you have to actually wrestle the, the Islanders for food, you bring Daniel Cormier. Ah, okay. And it was like, all right, like, I get it, you know? Yep. And, uh, and yeah, Daniel Cormier, he, uh, I will say he was an Olympic silver medalist, I think, in wrestling. Okay. And, okay. Uh, so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like, you know, if you're at that kind of level, like, you're, you're probably the better wrestler. Uh, okay. You know, just like they say, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar used to have uh, wrestling matches all the time in the back, and Angle would beat them every time. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, trying to think what uh, if I last thing I saw after the pay per views was uh, pretty much NXT, uh, but they're doing a program with. Uh, as you say, Braun Steiner uh, <laughs> with uh, 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 I just blanked on on his face. Um, uh, but basically, kidnapped his father. Uh, Rick. Yeah. Um, who are they doing a program with? Oh, I saw I saw a picture of it. Um, um, Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to like say his his Brock Lesnar looking guy. Yeah, but yeah, Joe Gacy's funny because he reminds me of like a like a, a a waiter from the Olive Guy. What? You, you don't think he looked like a, like like <laughs> if you, you don't think his attire looks like a, a waiter from the Olive Guy? Like he should be handing you breadsticks. 
That's hilarious. I've got to, uh, I've got, I've got to go now and look. Uh, <laughs> Tell me you don't look like a, a, a waiter from uh, Olive Garden. Which, shout out to Olive Garden. Their breadsticks are delicious, though. Like, like a, a whole, like, be on an island full of dead breadsticks and wouldn't, wouldn't mind it. <laughs> all right, all right. I've got a, it's funny. I'm not an Olive Garden frequenter. Uh, but I'll, I'll have to try go there sometime and try these breadsticks. I don't know if there's too many out in your neck of the woods. But speaking of out in your neck of the woods, uh, next month is backlash in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. You guys hitting it up? I don't believe we will be. Okay. But uh, but yes, uh, we did see that it will be out here. Yep. Uh, since I usually work on Sundays, it's like, eh, I don't know if we want to take time and go. Take a, take a vacation day. Yeah, I could. I could. Or I could just work and... We could be at home. Watch home. Well, watch it depends. <laughs> yeah, depends. depends if the cards, you know, intriguing enough. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, I feel like it's just going to be a bunch of rematches from WrestleMania. You think so? I, I think so. And okay. then it uh, looks like they're they're going to build up to Shinsuke Nakamura versus uh, Roman Reigns for some reason. Really? Yeah. Odd. Very, very. Uh, last week on SmackDown. Uh, Reigns came out to the ring and he told the Usos they need to win the uh, Raw Tag Titles. Yep. And then uh, Shinsuke came out and uh, didn't say anything. Reigns gave him a hug and then the Usos super kicked him. Oh, okay. Oh, you know. Gotta assert your dominance. Gotta acknowledge me. (laughs) Right? What do you take on the Usos as a tag team? Where you put them in a tag team? Lore. That's a tough question when you where I, when you ask where I put them in tag team lore. Okay. Um, they had, what, seven, seventeen, seven time tag champs. Yes. And uh, longest reigning tag champs in uh, I don't know if it's in WWE history or just SmackDown history. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of the Usos. Okay. Um, man, when that entrance hits, like that energy they come to the ring with, like I. Uh, I'm like, man, like I feel like DMX is playing and I want to just throw bows. <laughs> that's it. They want ish. Yeah, that's it. They want ish. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, they come with that fire, man. Um, I, I'm a big fan of them. I will we'll never see it, but I would love to see them and the Briscoes have a feud. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't see the Briscoes ever being in the WWE? I do not. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I, if the Briscoes are having a tough time even getting into AEW, I, I, I feel like they would have equally as tough a time, if not harder, getting into WWE. Speaking of uh, AEW, what's up with your man Tony Khan? Uh, what's up with him? I don't know. He's uh, been throwing out some uh, some odd tweets. Oh, about the bots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And who would do such an expensive thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I didn't really understand that one. Like, I guess he's implying that somebody uh, is paying for bots to, like, retweet negative AEW content. If uh, I understand that right. He, I was going to say, you think he, too much Twitter fingers? Too much what? Twitter fingers. Um, probably. For I don't think Vince's tweeted as much about nonsense. 
What? I don't think I don't think Vince tweets. To be fair, well, I think he does. It's just more like very general tweets. Maybe. You know, it'll be like upcoming pay per views or guests that they he might have on something like that. You know what I mean? I got you. I got you. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting what uh, your man TK is up to. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he, uh, I don't know, not my flavor of ice cream. I feel like he should, uh, you know, keep his tweets to, I don't know, talking about business. Right. <laughs> but, uh, Is they, are they a public, um, public company? Uh, they are not. Okay. They are completely private. Okay. Because uh, for you, it's public. Woo, boy. <laughs> I'm like, what is up with this, dude? Right. Uh, but teachers on. For sure. For sure. You know. And, uh, you know, shout out to TK if he's listening. Uh, feel free to hire me for a job. I will uh, increase the rate of non-bots saying positive things on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, man. Yeah. Some crazy stuff going on at AEW. <clears throat> there is. There is. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but uh, this past Friday on Rampage was a Texas yep. death match. How was it? I, well, I mean, have you heard like any good things about it? Um, I've tried to stay away from uh, hearing about it. Okay. Although I do know who won. Oh, well, that's terrible. It is. Like, it takes suspense away. It does, unfortunately, and uh, it's what I get for not watching it live. But uh, oh well, you can see how it transpired at least. A- absolutely, you know. Next week, I'll, I'll have an opinion on it. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, some uh, interesting times in AEW. Uh, you know, they've got Ring of Honor purchase. We still don't know what that means yet. Yeah. Uh, right. Samoa Joe uh, is the new Ring of Honor TV champ, though. We, I guess we can talk about that. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't know they had a TV by, uh, title. Uh, yes. Yep. Ring of Honor had a TV title, or they have a TV title, I should say. Uh, and they, uh, at the pay-per-view uh, WrestleMania weekend, okay. uh, the champ at the time was, uh, who was the Ring of Honor TV champion? Oh, um, Reptitus. Reptitus. I feel like that name sounds familiar. Do you, I don't know if you remember the tag team All All Night Express or All Night Experience. Nope. It was him and Kenny King. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, the tag team? Yeah. I, I Wait, like Kenny that. King. That uh, uh, homie from uh, Tough Enough? Yes, actually. Oh, wow. He still wrestles? He still wrestles. Is he good? I like him. Okay. All right. Gotta check out his stuff then. So uh, I think his best work was in TNA when him, Bobby Lashley, and MVP, um, they were a uh, group. Were they called the BBC? Um, <laughs> that's no, terrible. BBC. I'm sorry. It's BBC. Oh, okay. I was about to say that's terrible. Yeah, that, that would be. That would be. But no, it's the BBC. That'd be problematic. <laughs> right. Uh, no, BDC. Uh, oh, okay. Down Crew. Oh, okay, okay. That was the name. And uh, 
that to me that was Kenny King's best work. Um, and really? I also think Bobby Lashley and MVP's best work. Really? Yes. Why? Because who was allowed? Who was allowed to shine? Uh, they all shined in their own way. Okay. MVP was the mouthpiece. Um, Bobby Lashley was the dominant like heavyweight guy, and Kenny King was like the dominant X division kind of guy. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, they felt dangerous. Okay. Um, and I feel like wrestling misses that a lot. You think so? I, I think so. Um, guys don't look think, the part? Yeah, guys don't look the part. They don't feel the part. Okay. Like, uh, you know, it's funny. I love the Street Profits. Yes. You know, uh, they, they might be my favorite thing in WWE right now. Yes. Um, but I don't feel like they feel dangerous. Well, they're not supposed to. But, uh, you know, I, I like my wrestlers to feel dangerous. Ah. Uh, what wrestlers do you feel is dangerous? It's Osiris. Dangerous. Okay, other than yourself. When I watch Osiris, I'm like, ooh, that guy is real. He's, like, hurting people. But no one else? Um, before they started the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. What's that? That is uh, the group of Daniel Bryan, John Moxley, and William Regal. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, before they started that. Yep. Uh, I was really digging what Daniel, but what uh, Brian Danielson was doing. Uh, he was he was a heel. Okay. And uh, he was violent. He felt dangerous. Okay. Uh, Shayna Baszler and NXT. Not Shayna yeah. Baszler on the main roster, but Shayna Baszler and NXT. No, but she looked it. Right. She looks it. Like, she felt dangerous to me. Almost definitely. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, there's a few few people that I could say, oh, like... They, Brock Lesnar? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Roman Reigns? Yes. Drew McIntyre? On a good day. <laughs> he, he goes back and forth, because sometimes he comes across silly for some reason. <laughs> uh, Almighty? A hundred percent. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, Walter. Yes, actually, he feels very dangerous. Um, even with his new gimmick now. Uh, Seamus. Gunther. Yeah, Gunther. Yeah, but uh, Seamus. Yes, Seamus. Um, funny thing on Seamus, actually, I had done a uh, Jamie Noble seminar back in the okay. day. Okay. And uh, I had asked Jamie Noble who's a good WWE wrestler to patter yourself after if you're trying to get into WWE. Yep. And uh, he said Sheamus. Really? Yeah, he said uh, Sheamus uh, is one of the favorites of everyone in the back. Um, he said uh, he's very believable, sometimes too believable. What does that mean? And uh, sometimes the stuff actually connects. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, trying to think else. Uh, uh, yeah, what about his tag partner, uh, Ridge? Um, he feels dangerous, but I don't know if that's in a bad way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what about, uh, Butch? Butch? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm not talking about, uh, not talking about the Bushwhacker. Not talking about the Bushwhacker and not talking about the dog from Tom and Jerry. Nope. Um, it's funny. I saw a clip, um, 
and I've got to actually watch it. Like uh, it was like a GIF, uh, but it like had a link I think to the full clip. Okay. Um, but it was a butch like jumping over a table onto Xavier Woods. Okay, looks so silly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, I think he's meant to look dangerous. Okay. And uh, I was a big Pete Dunn fan back in the day. Uh, he felt dangerous, I feel like. Yep. Yep, definitely. Uh, and on the women, you said Shayna. Uh, oh, Charlotte. Dangerous. Yeah. yeah uh, the man, Becky. At her best, yes. Sometimes okay. she comes across silly to me. Okay. Bianca. Bianca's a funny one. <laughs> Um, with Bianca kind of like the Street Profits she you know she doesn't come across as dangerous to me yeah however um, she is so clearly like stronger than like any other woman <laughs> like in the women's division it gives her that feel of danger I guess we'll say okay okay all right uh, I actually think one of the uh, great things about her and Becky's match from WrestleMania yep. uh, was that Becky did such a good job of being aggressive yep. to make it seem like she belongs in the ring with Bianca. Because I feel like sometimes you watch Bianca Belair like with other women and it's like, why are you even in there with her? Like, you don't have a chance. And well, she did get squashed by Becky for you know eight seconds uh, last time, so they had to rerun that one. Definitely. And they, they did it right, you know, giving Bianca the win. And it was a great match. In my opinion, it was the best match WrestleMania weekend. You think they tried to, you think that was like a punishment from their initial squash? Because that really didn't do anything story wise. I don't think it was a punishment. Okay. Uh, it's very random they, then. Yeah, I think they just thought it was a good idea to like have Becky come back that kind of struggle. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't think it had a, I think whoever was champion would have would have dealt with that. Okay. 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 All right. Um, well, you keep on going uh, going back to the Street Profits, but their counterparts, the Viking Raiders, what, what about them two? Unfortunately, they are just silly. Really? Yes. I think it's because you have uh, still have chaotic heat. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, no chaotic heat. Uh, yeah, with Hanson, I think that, I, that I love the handsome one. I think you're still uh, holding on on that one. Uh, no, I genuinely love the handsome one. He's one of my favorite people. <laughs> um, one of my favorite moments actually was uh, just before he got signed to WWE. Yep. Uh, he was coming off of Japan. Okay. And, uh, he. This may have was this the Fenway Park show. This may have been a, a Fenway Park show. Okay. Um, and Doc and I were on it, as okay. was the handsome one. Okay. And uh, Doc, who uh, has known him for 20 years. Really? Uh, um, yeah. For, I mean, you know, that, that very, I don't know if you remember that very first show in Fall River. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. He was on it, and Doc had hit him with a steel chair on that show. Really? Yes. For no reason. Um, there he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, and, he didn't wait, and and Doc didn't get like jumped or something like that because, you know, fans can't be sort of getting in the way of matches. If you do what I I'm mean, saying. The show was such a mess. Uh, oh, okay. All right. It was funny, actually. Doc and Ose wound up in the back. 
Uh, and I would be like, well, you guys, and they're like, oh, no one stopped us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Too right. funny. <sighs> okay. All right. Um, but yeah, you don't see the, the Viking Raiders as uh, intimidating baddies? No. Um, and then this, oh, just quickly. So, so at this show, at, I believe at Fenway, yep. uh, Doc saw him and ran up from behind and jumped on his back. Yep. And Hanson had no idea who it was. Yep. So he like judo threw him like off and was like getting ready to like beat him up. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then he thought it was Doc. He was like, oh man. And he like picked him up off the ground and gave him a big bear hug. But, <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, <sighs> but, uh, but, but yeah, with, so with that being said, and all the love I have for him, and I love that team when they're elsewhere other than WWE. Well, but I feel they like only been WWE. Well, they were uh, only in the WWE. I don't know how they formed. No, they, they were together in Japan and Ring of Honor. Uh, nah. I actually did their security. Uh, what? Yes. Uh, six years ago, Ring of Honor in Dallas, Texas. So they were always in the Viking Raiders. No, they were not the Viking Raiders. Oh, okay. What were their other name? They were War Machine. Oh, okay. And how were they in other promotions? They were amazing. <laughs> Is uh, it not amazing <laughs> now? <laughs> they are not now. Now they're silly, eating chicken legs. Did you say else. chicken legs? Yeah. What? Wait, I don't get chicken legs. Like they, they're eating chicken legs, like often. Oh, you mean like the giant, the the, the giant uh, turkey legs? You mean? Or turkey leg, yeah. Yeah, like the like the King Richard's fair, like turkey. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, okay. yeah, because they're showing like they're Vikings, you know, warriors. That that's silly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it sound like no, nah, it just sound like some heat from the chaotic. No time. heat. I, I love them as War Machine, like you know. Do you know the other like, guy? Uh, Ro, I do not know him personally. Oh, okay. Um, but I did security for the both of them in Ring of Honor. Um, I wonder so if he was a New England guy as well. No, he's from Texas. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, but yeah, no, they are so awesome together as a team, just not in WWE. No, uh, it's unfortunate. Like I said, I love their program with the Street Profits. I thought that was uh, wonderful. I I actually uh, I enjoyed the, the vignettes. <laughs> you are not giving no, 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 no thumbs up on any of this stuff in the WWE hunt. Just only little segments. Th- those segments were hilarious. Okay, uh, but that's why I enjoyed those. But, they but the tur- like, no, no on the turkey legs. No on the turkey legs. <laughs> and even like, so those segments are a great example because they were hilarious. Right. Like, neither of those teams come across as like, oh man, these are dangerous guys. Like it's just like, oh, these guys are funny and fun. Oh, I mean, just for that that moment because they were serious, so making them funny made it even better because they weren't known to be funny. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, you know, maybe someday they'll, you know, uh, you know, you, you'll you'll see their the the mean side. You're like, All right, I can buy it. <laughs> maybe. All right. I, I, I am waiting for the street profits to turn heel. Not the Shoe Profits. I'm talking about the Viking Raiders. Shoe Profits Prime. They got Shoe Profits is basically a New Day 2.0. <laughs> then that's never gonna, an insult to the Street Profits. That's not an insult, but they're never gonna be like 
baddies. You have a better chance of seeing them turn a heel. I, I think I think we'll see the Street Profits as a heel at some point. Nah, I, mark my words, that's never gonna happen. I'm telling you. Nah, y'all. Unless the only way it's not even both of them will be heel is just when Montez, you know, separates himself. It'll be Shawn Michaels, Marginetti all over again. That would make me so sad. Why? It makes more sense. Is it is identical basically? One has <laughs> athleticism, and the other one is like the. Powerhouse version of I don't know. No, because I'm like, if you split them up, then that means Dawkins loses his job at some point. Hey, it's a tough business. Look at what happened with Otis and um, Tucker. Exactly. That's another one that made me sad. Well, I was just saying, that's the nature of the business. It's, uh, you know, I guess. It's a dog eat dog world. Ooh, it's a dog eat dog <laughs> world. Uh. Hey, well, I was going to say, uh, since we uh, hit our. Uh, a quarter for 90 minutes today uh, before we dive into some uh, Easter ham what do you got uh, when's your next show uh, I want to say May 7th right and this is uh, for NCW NCW and yeah um, as we get closer you gonna break down the situation for a showcase or is that this we gotta hold that off to, for a while um, down the burner as as I have more information on that, I yep. will I will share more information on that. <laughs> I got you, I got you. All right, so we'll look towards uh, NCW and see you know how everything goes towards that. This is a single, or just a tag for the for the fellowship. Singles. NCW okay. is uh, always singles. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. And, cool. Cool. Uh, yes, I'm actually very curious to see because uh, I I missed out on my match with Lumberjake last month, uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, and that was supposed to uh, determine a number one contender for the NCW Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Um, so with that being out of the, you know, with that match not happening, I'm not sure where things are going to go going forward. Okay. So uh, we shall see. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, and I think you don't have an opponent already lined up for uh, NCW. Not that I know of, but that doesn't mean I don't. All right. Where's it um, being held at? Uh, it's going to be in Bristol, Rhode Island. Okay. At the what? Uh, Bristol VFW. VFW. And when's the bell time? Uh, 7.30 p.m. Okay. All right, cool. So that's uh, a late one. Just uh, on a Saturday? Yeah, that's on a Saturday. Right, that's good. So folks can sleep in uh, for Sunday. Totally. Totally. All right. And uh, did you know that Abyss is a producer for WWE? Nah, I, uh, TNA Abyss? Yeah. Nope. I thought yeah. he retired from the game. Yeah, no, apparently he's uh, been a producer with WWE for like the past year. Were you an Abyss fan? Like, or do you think he was a ripoff of Mankind? Like a Diet Cola version? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch TNA a lot, so I couldn't tell you, like, you know what I'm saying, what his, his get down was. I feel you. Uh, it's funny. I was not really a big Abyss fan, um, but at the same time, I don't think he was a Diet Cola uh, mankind. Okay. Um, although he may take that as a compliment to be called such, because uh, he, he was a big uh, Mick Foley fan. Yep. Um, definitely patterned a lot of his career. Um, after Foley. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, I really can't comment too much on Abyss. I, uh, I'm like, there were some matches of his that I saw that I liked and some that I didn't. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. Well, that is uh, interesting that he is, uh, who's my jersey? A, uh, agent. Yeah. Like, I would have never saw that coming. Yeah. But, you know, gotta uh, do something. Uh, can't be in the ring all the time. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm just more surprised WWE, like, taking him. Because um, he never worked for them. Although the rumor is around WrestleMania, I want to say like 23, 24, somewhere in that time period. Yep. Uh, there was talks of bringing Abyss in uh, to do a program with The Undertaker. Oh, okay. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it, it's funny. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason, whatever. But uh, the, the rumor is he didn't take it because literally that's all it was going to be like it was it wasn't like a long-term deal or anything it was like come in like job to the undertaker and then you're out oh okay but yeah uh, but like, i mean he could have saw it as, as like get jobbed up with that job because maybe they could have ex- extended some you know some legs to him something else could have happened you know yeah you know that's why i'm like in hindsight i wonder if he wishes he took it because it's like yeah. Hell, even uh, Mick Foley, um, when he was brought in, it was supposed to be job to the Undertaker and then then be out. Yep. Um, but he, you know, he won over Vince like with his performances and everything else. Yep. Curious. I wonder if Cactus Jack could have, uh, if he didn't do Mankind, if that would have had legs in, in WWF. I think it all depends on how they booked him. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Cactus Jack could have had legs. Okay. Um, if if they brought him in as Cactus Jack and he had his feud with the Undertaker and it went the same way, yep. I think yeah, I think that definitely has legs. Okay. But uh, I do have to say, with hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah, um, them bringing him in as Mankind and discussing Mick Foley. Um, you know, the, I don't know if you remember those vignettes with uh, Jr. No, they uh, they did like it was like a four part series of vignettes where uh, Jr. was interviewing Mankind, but like Mankind was talking about Mick Foley, and that's where they uh, first talked about Dude Love, and they showed the uh, clips from him in college as Dude Love, and then jumping off the roof. Um. And then at the end of the uh, vignettes, um, Mankind attacks JR. He puts him in the mandible claw. And uh, he's like, can we get this guy some help? Can we get this guy some help? Okay. Uh, but but yeah, anyways, um, that gave him so many legs. Um, because now it's like, oh, like you can be Mankind. But yep. we also know you're Mick Foley. So you can be Mick Foley. You've told us now about this dude love character that you've always wanted to be. So now you can be dude love. Yep. And then we all heard about Cactus Jack. And so you can also be Cactus Jack. Yep. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, it's a little informative tidbit. Uh, <laughs> the job. But all right. Well, That's I what guess. We're here for. Info yeah, I, exactly. Uh, I guess, I guess on, on, on that note, uh, if you. Do, oh, water bug. Um, message still no water jug i actually that's not true that is not true i've got a water jug it's been the same message all week i haven't even drank a gallon of water in the course of this week all right Uh, but the the message on it is getting better getting better all right well i guess on that note if you want 
take us out on this nice sunny uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday, April yes. 17th. April 17th, Easter Sunday. I'm going to take us out. I'm going to have some breakfast and then uh, we're going to be off to Irene's sister's husband's mother's house. <laughs> and uh, we'll be having probably some ham and I don't know food yeah right (laughs) but uh but yeah no uh everybody it's a beautiful beautiful day out there today Mm -hmm. uh have you left the house yet nope i will probably in an hour or so head down to the folks's nice nice please uh send them my regards and my love will do and uh yeah i we uh we left the house early this morning uh got some starbucks and uh, it's just it's a gorgeous day out there. Um, so definitely enjoy that. Um, and, uh, and everybody uh, out there listening, uh, whatever day it is, um, our latest episode, I think, dropped just last night or the night before. Uh, yes. Yes. And um, so, you know, definitely make sure you're listening to that, folks. Yep. Uh, and uh Yes, um, but yes, if you're listening to this episode, whatever day it is that you're listening, I uh, hope it's a beautiful, gorgeous day for you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, for those celebrating Easter, hope you have a uh, beautiful day in the name of the Lord, for he has risen. Um, hope for all the little kids out there listening. Well, actually, I hope there aren't any little kids listening. I feel like we're more adultish. I mean, we're, we're a family show. We don't curse or anything like that. But nope. I don't know. I like in my head. I'm like, oh, like we're above the heads of little kids. Um, <laughs> Terrible. But, but, but maybe we're like Animaniacs. Um, great show, by the way. Classic show. Yes, uh, one of the greatest. Uh, I would argue. Yeah. And Animaniacs was a kids show, but it was above the heads of kids. <laughs> Because uh, I've, I've gone back and watched some clips on YouTube, and I'm like, wait, I was watching this as a kid? like, <laughs> Right. Uh, they, they definitely uh, slipped some things in there where it's like, whoa. Like... <laughs> but, uh, so I like to think we are, you know, we're a family show, but we're above the head of little kids. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Everybody listening, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here listening to our foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and definitely love and appreciate you for that. As we do about this time every week. One, two, three. <laughs>